0: as women specifically, that how we look is superficial, like how we appear is superficial. And when, but it's, it's so much more than about the clothes.
1: Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Boulder. Last week, we talked a little bit about leveling up physically, helping that beautiful internal interior self and all of the work that you've put in there be reflected in an authentic perfect way on the outside whatever that is for you. This week we're lucky enough to be joined by Miss Elsa Isaac who is a fashion guru and dresser of CEOs, executives, stars, you name it. She is a proponent of and absolutely stellar at helping people connect that interior beauty and leveling up in in their career and their mindset and their mental health and helping to reflect that in the most beautiful perfect authentic way on the outside Hi there, everyone. So excited to be here today and even more excited because we are blessed and lucky enough to have the most fabulous Elsa Isaac here uh, to talk a little bit about following on to something we talked about last week, which was leveling up physically and having your internal fabulousness reflect on your exterior. So, Elsa, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited we randomly met.
1: <laughs> oh, same, same. And it's, uh, it's, it's funny, the power of social media, right? <laughs> yes. I mean. So, yeah. So anyway, I know a little bit about your background because I've been lucky enough to, you know, to chat with you and, and learn a little bit more about you. But why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and and then, of course, tell us about what it is that you do every single day
0: yeah so I am a wardrobe stylist, and I mainly focus on working with women professionals and entrepreneurs and executives um, but I got my start it sounds crazy to say like almost eighteen years ago now when I was in in college, I guess as the Americans say in Canada we say university ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm Canadian and um, I grew up in in Edmonton, Alberta, but I went to school in Toronto and I went uh, in my second year, I believe it was, I had a friend who was was in the music industry as well. And he basically said, uh, came up to me one day and was like, so we're doing a music video for this artist and we want you to style it. And I was in school. I didn't even know what styling was. I actually wanted to become a designer. And so... It, you know, it, really at that time, it, it just wasn't a, a, this like revered career, you know, mm-hmm. an, 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 and I for sure had not heard of it. Um, and I said to him just that. I said, awesome. Thank you for thinking of me. But I don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what that is, and I don't do that. And he just would not let up until this day. I'm not sure why he had such faith that I could do this because he had not just I guess because I was in school for fashion. Mm. Um, so reluctantly I did it and they handed me a credit card and they said, okay, well, this is, these are who you need to dress. And it turned out to be like 12 people total. Cause he had a band and then there was extras. I know. And it was a video. So a video is actually now I know, um, even just a, just more trickier than, than a photo shoot. So yeah, I, I somehow shopped for all these people and I remember the day of the shoot just every time I had finished dressing someone, someone would come up to me and say, I love so-and-so's outfit. I love what you put on so-and-so. And I was like, did he like? Did he tell them to kind of, you know, <laughs> compliment me so I wasn't nervous? Like, I, I just, I didn't get it. And at the end of the shoot, he's like, you did amazing. I knew you could do it and handed me a check. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, what just happened? <laughs> what did just happened? So that was literally my first, Uh, um, job ever and and that was the time I really understood what a stylist was and did and and they ended up hiring me for for several more jobs with artists on the label so that's kind of how I got started and it, it literally changed the trajectory of my career because that's all I've been doing since then I fell in love with it and realized I was naturally good at it and then just spent the rest of the time really studying the business of it and you know, just, just how to do it in different ways. And of course, you know, I I actually started with men and in the music industry, and now I'm in a totally different niche. So it's been a wild ride and yeah, it's been amazing.
1: So let's talk about that a little bit, because I know, you know, when you and I connected, one of the things that really resonated with me is that you help people kind of connect the inner beauty and all of the things that they've been maybe working on behind the scenes, be it, you know, leveling up in their career, you know, working on themselves mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it is, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's not reflecting really well on the outside. So how did you kind of come to be, you know, incredibly talented and, and passionate about that, but then, you know, helping women, I would say, really glow up, you know, and, and, and find their stride?
0: But yeah, I mean, it was such a natural evolution because you know when you're working with musicians or models you know, in the quote-unquote I call it the commercial world, you know, mm-hmm. of of fashion, it was it's very, you know, it's 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 all glass and mirrors. Is that is that, is that the thing? <laughs> yeah, you know, I it. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was just very like I saw how much. uh it, it was just it was it was meant and created and built for a certain person and woman specifically, right? Because mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of female models and all of the tucking and pick and pinning on, on models and the makeup and the, and, you know, just there's so much that goes into a shoot and then they are sold this, this lie about how easy it is to just, you know, look on the cover of a magazine or in the pages of a magazine. Mm-hmm. And then of course I, as a black woman felt it's definitely throughout the year started to feel like, well, I'm just realizing there's actually little representation of women who look like me. And then I did a shoot with, uh, with, with five women from across the country with a uh, good housekeeping magazine who had undergone weight loss, like dr- dramatic weight loss. And so they were being uh, photographed for, the, a lot, for these women for the first time, right? They've never been, they've never been to a photo shoot, uh, let alone in a magazine and just seeing their, Seeing them experience that uh, photo shoot, I think that was pivotal for me because I realized that these women walked in completely unsure of themselves, even though they've accomplished this big, you know, goal that they had set out. they, They were shy. They were nervous. They were like, wait, all of these people are here for us, you know? So and seeing them transform and how much they lit up, I was like, oh, like I also saw myself in them. And then just then that, that's when the disconnect started. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be in this world anymore. And I mm-hmm. thought i had to give up styling. But I realized, you know, through meeting some other entrepreneurs that I could I could just pivot. And so I started to talk to more women. And so many women are busting their butts, right? Like head down, grinding, building businesses, building careers. And then they, you know, they've, they've reached some level of success and they feel like, oh, but now do I belong here? Do I belong in this new circle of success that I've created for myself because they haven't had time and they don't have the know-how of how to evolve themselves on the outside the way they've done on the inside.
1: And that's where you come in, right? You just do that. this fabulous job of helping to, to pair and, and match that up. So, you know, without giving away your secret sauce naturally, you know, walk us through a little bit of, you know, when you meet someone for the first time and they're, you know, an executive or an up and coming executive, and, you know, maybe they, I I call it dressing like a potato. They currently (laughs) dress like a potato, but they want to you know level up and and be a, be the queen or king that they are. You know, what, what do you think about when, when you're talking to them and working that through and and how do you help them kind of, you know, shine brightly like they should?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm an excavator. I literally just ask questions and I look at their body shape and I ask questions about, you know, their, what are some of the frustrations they've had? You know, what, what are, what are the pieces that are sitting in your closet, never worn or rarely worn? And what are the pieces that you go to often? What's, what do you do in a day? What do you do on your weekends? Um, you know, just, and then also the, I think one of the big things I have my clients do is create a Pinterest board because oftentimes women, um, we can't, we, we can't tell you what we want, but we can, we know it when we see it. Right. And so creating a Pinterest board of all of the things that you are drawn to without overanalyzing, right. Cause that's my part. I just need to know what you're drawn to and then patterns start to, to appear, and so I look for those patterns, and because that is essentially what, um, what, how they're connecting to colors, to patterns, to fabrics, to shapes. And so I pay attention to those patterns, and 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 of course all the questions I've asked, and their specific body shape and their lifestyle. I use all of that to guide my selections when I'm shopping for my clients. And then of course you know even even though I have never met my clients for the most part, right? This usually when when we interact. sometimes I I never meet them in person. It's a a virtual session all the way through. So it's really a matter of I'm just picking the best of the best options to try on. But the session where we do our fitting is really when you know, right? Like so many women think that they can just try on two things. And if those two things don't work, then they feel defeated. But my clients, on average, we're trying on 40 to 60, 70 garments, right? to find those, those few items, garments that you, that fit you perfectly, or that you need to slightly tweak with tailoring. And that's really what, what allows us to effectively and efficiently, you know, find those, those, I would say anywhere from eight to, to 15 garments that they love.
1: Well, wow, that's awesome. And so do you meet with them pretty frequently then after that, or what do you meet with them seasonally when new stuff comes out? What happens there?
0: All of the above. It just kind of depends on the needs of the client. I have some clients who do a lot of uh, production, meaning they're on video or photo shoots often. So I see them more regularly. And then I see the clients who are rebranding and they just kind of need one major overhaul and I may not see them for another year or two. And then I have the the seasonal clients, right, who kind of want to create enough options for a couple of seasons or, or even three. And, you know, I may see them Two or three times initially, and then not for a while, right? Maybe another two years, a year and a half before I see them again. So, it just depends on the needs of the client.
1: Awesome. And so, you know, the the good housekeeping story that that story it's sort of one of those pivotal and and pinnacle moments. But I'm curious if there have been any other moments where you just you've had a moment with a client and it's just been so overwhelmingly gratifying that you just have said, wow, like I am so glad that I do what I do every day.
0: There's so many. Um, yeah. Cause I think, I think what happens is for whatever reason, we grow up thinking as women specifically that how we look is superficial, like how we appear is superficial. And when, but it's, it's so much more than about the clothes. So I've had so many clients who who have put on an outfit or several outfits during our fitting and finally feel like themselves right like the best version of themselves this this woman that they know they are on the inside but just haven't been able to reflect on the outside and so that connection is emotional yeah. you know it's it's almost it's and, and that's how we as humans first connect with each other whether it be on social media or in person it's it's visual and so to feel like you're being seen for who you really are is, I mean, I, it's just such a big feeling because it's at the end of it, at, at the root of all of us as humans, we just want to connect with one another, right? We want to feel seen and heard. And and that's that's huge. That's such a huge thing. And I think that I've had, you know, clients cry. I, I've had really just clients just tell me like for the first time in so long I feel like I'm I feel comfortable in my skin
1: and like how what a big moment that is right because I mean anyone who's ever had to work on themselves in any way shape or form getting to that place where you know you feel like you and you feel like the beautiful you that you are male or female right that's just such a special moment and then you get to see that on these, you know, virtual fittings and all of that. So I can only imagine just how downright amazing that is, you know. And it, it keeps you going every day, right?
0: Oh my goodness, yes. And I think like uh, a lot of times there's this hesitation, you know, at the at the start of of, of maybe even like the, that initial discovery call with a client who's really just contemplating like, what what am I? why am I do I need a stylist you know like that it's just this assumption that this is something that celebrities and I don't know like very very wealthy people um only do but it's really it's just it's 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 a like I think there's this misconception that women and, and and men for that matter should just know how to dress themselves like like as if that's not a a talent in and of itself right there's so much that goes into that and when you're doing, when you're running a business or if you're raising kids or if you're, you know, there's how in the world are you, if you, especially if you haven't been trained in or aren't seeking the training to learn how to dress yourself, it it's, it's such, it's not fair to, to, for you to assume that you should just be born with that talent naturally, right? So there's 100%. this, this, un it's, it's an unrealistic expectation. And so. But once they get over that hump of like price tag and do I deserve it? Do, should I be spending this on me? Shouldn't this go to my business? Not realizing that they are the biggest asset in their business at the mm-hmm. moment, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting journey to see them from the moment we first start talking till to the end. In the yeah, and
1: I think one of the things you said there is really interesting. I think, um, you know, in my journey and I've watched the journeys of others, you know, you're you're picking out these pieces and you're, you're buying these things. And some of it, you find yourself saying, Oh, do I deserve this? Am I worthy of this? You know, like, you know, for me, I had this, you know, I was like, I'm going to buy a Burberry coat, right? Like why that was the thing that I wanted to buy. I don't know. doesn't matter. But I was like, I shouldn't have that. Why would I have that? You know, I grew up in like a very, you know, normal, you know, middle-class American family, that would never be something that you spend your money on and you convince yourself, like, I don't need this. I haven't worked hard enough. I don't deserve it. And then you kind of go like, but wait, I have worked that hard. That's why I'm here. Right? <laughs> and yeah. so, um, you know, how do you kind of get your clients over the hump of helping them to understand like, no, you you're here. You do deserve it. You are worthy.
0: Yes. Yes. Like it, it- it's it's so like I said, so much deeper than clothing, right? It's it's this worth, and um, you know, like you said, it doesn't really matter what it is, but and it doesn't mean like go around spending money frivolously on expensive right. items, but like connection, right? Like there's a reason you connected to that Burberry. Was it a coat? Yes. Yeah, like there's a wow, reason, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for you it was it was kind of an entry point into stepping into this higher self for 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 your journey. Yeah. And so I think that will look different for everyone and I think that is the test, right? Like do you, you you it's it's amazing what we will do for our clients and our family members and you know, but then we we as women especially, I feel like we just hesitate about doing something really just special for ourselves. And I think that's part of what's really interesting about what I do too, because it's not it's not copywriting. It's not a website development. You know what I mean? It's something so much more personal. And so there's always this internal struggle, I think, with women.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I think helping people sort of go, Hey, wait, you know, I do deserve this. I am worthy. I am enough. Like then one of those that's, I can imagine that being one of those really powerful moments that you get to see each and every day. So that's pretty incredible. So, you know, I, I, I ask a lot of folks this, but you know, what advice do you have for anyone who's thinking that, you know, they need to up their game or they're maybe thinking about, Leveling up, you know, their physical appearance. What what do you tell people when they're thinking about it, or right before they come to you?
0: I would say the the easiest place to start is your own closet. And so, I if you can come, well, first and foremost, I have a body shape calculator on my site. Um, Mm -hmm. at least at the time of 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 us chatting today, it's still there. So, (laughs) if, if you look for the body shape calculator and you enter your five measurements in inches. Uh, you will need a tape measure. I am actually surprised by how many women don't have one, but you take those five measurements uh, and it will, oh, sorry, four measurements, one, two, three, four, four measurements, and it'll tell you which body shape you are, which of the five. And then that's the first part of it, right? Knowing what your canvas is, because oftentimes, and you, know, you can tell me if this is true for you, it, we, we envision someone else's body when we're thinking of an outfit. Oh yeah. Right. And, and <laughs> yeah, that is not that is not helpful. So you need to know your body. And then, you know, the, the more familiar you are, the, and that comes with time as you become more and more aware. But 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 determine your body shape. And once you have that, I always ask my clients to come up with three words that describe how you want your clothes to make you feel. Mm. So with those two things, your body shape and your, I call them your signature style mantra, your three words, go into your closet and do a closet cleanse because this time it will be much more um, informed when you say yay or nay to something. And so ask yourself, does this suit my body shape? If it's a yes, move on to the second filter question, which is, does this make me feel at least two of my three words? And if you say yes to that, then, you know, it's a, it's a yes. And if there's a slight, like for the first question, does it suit my body shape? It may be mainly like 85%. Yes. But there's something just slightly off that I could most likely get tailored. And if you don't know if you need to, if you can tailor it, just take it to a tailor and, and know for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: if there's something that like if a strap on a dress constantly bothers you because you're, it's slipping off your shoulder or if, you know, whatever, there's always some functional thing that bothers us about a garment we don't wear often. So if we can identify what that is and determine if it's something that can be tailored, then put that in a tailor pile. And, and so there's a tailor pile, a a no pile and a yes pile. And, and sometimes there's a consignment pile, right? Depending on, you know, the brand of clothing, you may be able to, to, to resell it somewhere. But those, doing it that way, that, that way you're not saying just yes or no based on what you think you want. It's, it's, it's really strategic and in, in, in you're making informed decisions. So starting in your closet is the best way. And then also making notes of what gaps are in your wardrobe. So then you can slowly start to shop. So n- instead of waiting for a time when you absolutely need to get this one thing, because you have, you know, this big Zoom meeting or whatever, mm-hmm. the, the You know, the, the deadline is doing it in advance because putting your, putting that pressure on yourself when shopping is doing you a disservice for sure.
1: Well, that you like go in with this preconceived notion of like, I need the thing that looks like this instead of letting the pieces speak to you. Right. And then yeah, like, I do that far too often. I have, like, I go in with the mindset, like I want a red top or red pants or whatever it is that I'm looking for. And then you're trying to find it. Right. And you're you, you have to be a little bit more fluid and flexible yeah. <laughs>
0: and maybe um, I know <laughs> um, that's 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 100 true and I'm glad you brought that up because if let's say you shopped once a month you're less overwhelmed right because then you can say oh wait I saw the last time I was looking on shopop.com let me go back or so you can save it under saved items right like so just setting yourself up to succeed Instead of feeling overwhelmed because you needed some garment yesterday that you now can't find within a two-hour window, which which is not that doesn't make sense, right? Like that's not that's not likely to happen. Um, not to say that it doesn't happen, but not like
1: in a while someone drops something on you and they're like, Hey, we need you to be here tomorrow, you know, and that's that situation is what it is. But if you know something's coming down the pike, it's always better to, you know, plan it out, give yourself a little bit of freedom time and, uh, and a little bit of ability to be, you know, creative and flexible. So, all right. Well, I always ask people this question too, uh, before we, you know, wrap up, what's the best advice that you've ever received yourself in, and it can be in business or in life, whichever one you so choose.
0: Um, the first one that's coming to my mind is uh, Marie my client Marie used to say and I'm I think she still says it you can have it all you just can't do it all mm. and that was a big as like you said I grew up in a you know an immigrant family you know so you assume you have to do everything right you, you have to yeah. to save money and to, you know to 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 survive like you have to do everything and 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 then it took me a while to realize oh, okay my parents, became like they, they were the immigrants and took that, um, just that transition, that hard transition for the sake of us, my brothers and I, Mm -hmm. I'm not in survival mode anymore. Mm -hmm. I now have the freedom, right. To do things that they couldn't do. And so I, I, I can do, I can wish and dream big. And then I have to figure out how I can get help to do, to get there. So that that was, was a big mindset shift for me.
1: Well, I love it. So I, I really appreciate your your time here and your insight. And I think it's just beautiful and amazing what you do helping people really shine to the outside world like they shine inward, you know, to themselves. So I couldn't be more grateful for your time here today and for you joining us. And, you know, for those of you listening today, make sure you follow the click through on the link in this, uh, in the summary here. So you can check out everything that Elsa has to offer and, uh, you know, take advantage of her pretty fabulous and amazing services and level the hell up.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was so awesome.
1: Oh, great. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Insta at bouldercast or, or visit our blog at theboulderlife.com. If you have questions or suggestions for me, leave me a message at 614-706-6693.